Okay, microphone on, ready to record. It looks like a message is coming through in the time drive. Gideon, patch it through. Hey, Matt. Friend of the show, Trisha Ennis, what are you doing here? I uh, just wanted to remind you quickly to plug our new podcast. Oh, that's right. Let's do that. From the Always Hold On to Podcast family. Comes our new podcast, Always Hold On to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. We're covering the good, the bad, and the cuddly of our favorite DC Comics time-traveling crossover-y... Romantic dramedy, LGBTQ-plus-friendly, Sarah Lance ass-kicking-y... Musical Bebo-pelted series. Every episode, we will be literally rolling the dice... And letting the fates decide our next episode. Yes, the fates! Uh, Clotho... Lachesis... The, the other one... So- sounds like you should probably brush up on season five. Probably. And if any of your folks haven't seen the series, they can start checking it out before our podcast premieres this January. Yes, if you're a Lois and Clark fan, odds are Legends of Tomorrow will be up your alley. Absolutely. And don't forget to follow us at Legends of Always on any social media. Well, thanks for stopping by, Trisha. Truly cannot wait to start this podcast with you. Me too, Matt. See you in the temporal zone. Gideon set a course for Metropolis 1997. Now back to the show. Um, I was realizing today, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the first time we've podcasted just the two of us. Solo? I think. Uh, I think you're right, because the other times I was with Kev. Because, yeah, the other time you were here was was with Kev, and then otherwise... We're on that other guy's podcast. <laughs> That's right. And he's pretty involved in the conversation uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, dude. First date. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> let's, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. Welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex, and I am joined by the one and only, always hold on to Arrow's own, Lance Laster. How are you, sir? I'm good. Glad to be glad to be here. Glad to be in Metropolis. Glad <laughs> to be in Metropolis in a weird episode, in a mid-arc Very. moment here. Yeah, exactly. Or should I say, I'm glad to be in San Francisco slash uh, Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, where is Metropolis? As always, exactly. Like, who fucking knows what's going on. Um, <laughs> but yes, very glad that you're here. Um, I gotta tell you too, we both might get some friend backlash on this one, okay? Because we're getting away with murder, and I misremembered these episodes that I do not rewatch very much. But for years, <laughs> Zach has been like, "Give me on the final John Shay episode," you know, when he's just a voice. Ah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, it's episode 419, Voice from the Past. I'm sure that's mm. the episode he yep. plays. There. And you would think, there... especially especially in the 90s with the the on the nose uh, episode titles. Of course, Shadow of Doubt, Shadow of Ghost Guy. You know, like uh-huh. exactly. And then throughout this episode, they're playing. It, I'm like, whoops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll he'll end the Lex Luthor arc. You know, like okay. it's it's fine, but but we we I feel like we're getting away with murder over here. We're we're getting to play the the final John Shea episode together. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> now, um, you know, we're friends. We've podcasted many times. We've met in person mm-hmm. now several times, which is that is true. 
truly the best memories of this past year <laughs> yeah no joke i was listening to a um a theme park episode the other day and they were talking about rise the resistance i'm like i've fucking been there with some yep. cool fucking people and it was great you know? it was a legit a highlight yes like i like i still think about those th- that time like now so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it and it just like Everyone living their dream there too. Like you got to go do the the star um the Star Wars the Star Wars <laughs> thing. You got to go do yes. the lightsaber thing. You know, like oh yeah, fucking, it was so fun. But anyway, I, with all that, uh, obviously you're you're also to out you the one in our friend group that like stays more up to date than anybody. Like I'll catch up at the end of seasons, but like oh. I feel like you're watching <laughs> superhero stuff constantly and and always know kind of like the latest episode or what's going on for the most part yeah i mean it's it's one of my vices yeah and, and just, <laughs> one of us has to do it man yeah it's true uh, i'm i'm i keep up but not not the way that you do but um with all that said how often will you like throw on a lois and clark is that one that winds up in your rotation or you're just like i i lived through that i experienced it i'll watch it whenever matt makes me but that's about it um yeah it's it's and i haven't gone back and done it like an official rewatch yet yeah, except yeah. for season one um so thanks for that um so um but and then I'll, I'll i'll you know just depending on what's what the mood is i'll watch something okay right like i watched the wedding the fake wedding like i've <laughs> like i'll watch those just because they're because it's because they're fun okay um but outside of that just the the episodes where i'm gonna be doing something with them i'll go back and watch them then okay Something, and then memories, so and then memories flood through, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of remember." Like this <laughs> stuff kind of thinks like sticks out when you're when you're watching it. Yeah, because I I forget. Like, was this something that you watched a lot as a kid, or is it like a I'm a fan of these characters, I've got to get through these and and see what this was like. Oh no, I watched this as a kid. Cool. So you've got the you've got the the early nostalgic memory, but don't need to go. Like I I understand. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah coming in. I was like, I kind of forget like where this kind of ranks in your hierarchy of. Of shows, oh yeah so. no oh yeah no the thing is it's like i i look every time i watch this like i look back on it with like such fondness mm-hmm. like i have like it's it's just a good time every time like it's, there's no I, and the thing is like this is one of the things i can watch and not uh have a lot of pressure in watching it. i don't have any anxiety <laughs> about watching it i could just enjoy it yep um so few things are like that nowadays <laughs> uh, so i'm glad whatever do you mean yeah <laughs> in that space well, cool, cool. Well, again, weird episode, but let's jump into it here. We've got yeah. 418, Shadow of a Doubt, uh, aired April 19th, 1997. By the way, 418, like, we're getting there, man. We're you, almost yeah. at the end. This is fucking... That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. We're close. We're close. <laughs> well, this won't air for months, but, like, it feels like I'm, <laughs> I'm truly... Um, I'm scheduled to start the other podcast soon, and I'm like... I won't be done with this, but I'll be almost done with this. I'm like, fuck. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for the next project. Thank too. you. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end, I'm sure. But um, written by Grant Rosenberg, an old friend. Directed by Philip Skrugia, an old friend who mm-hmm. I'll never pronounce correctly. Can we talk a little ratings watch? Yes. So, um, you've been a, a guest on Always Hold On to the Flash with, with Zach mm-hmm. and I. You know the terrible ratings game that Zach makes me play there. So I'm going to make you yes. play it here. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, the season started, I think they were at like 14 million, something like that. Okay. Maybe a little lower in the 12. But like it, it was good. It, it, it was okay. You know? Okay. Um, 
been a steady decline, just like one or two times did it jump above the previous week. And okay. and we're at the end here of a show that's going to get canceled. So I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I want to be nice to you and tell you okay. what's going on here. Um, but okay. let me give you the, the ratings for the last two episodes. Um, okay. Two episodes ago was called AKA Superman, a standalone fun episode, but just a standalone. That was at 8.3 million. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. From 14. Faster than a speeding vixen was seven was episode seventeen right before this at mm. seven point five, so almost a full million drop off. Okay. Shadow of a doubt. Do you have any guesses? Well, see, you know, when you mentioned what like what it started up with at the season, yeah, I was like, okay, I think I have a number in mind, like factoring in, <laughs> factoring in, like you know, decline, a bit it's of decline. Yeah, where were you? Were you at like oh, eleven? I'm sure or something. Eleven, and then you you mentioned the first one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So maybe I'll have to adjust my. This number. is not you. You'll get closer or farther from it, but like this is not a trick question. I'd follow the pattern that I've established more or less. Okay, all right, I'm gonna go. Uh, under that last one, and also just to be funny, uh, I'm going to go at a 6.9. Very generous of you. 6.2. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's Dang. nuts, Ned. Like, America was just, like, fucking done with you. Wow. I, like, I, this is no worse or better than the episode before. Like, I, I, there's, <laughs> and it's, it is, the next episode gets a 0.2 bump. Okay. I guess because it was the end of an arc or whatever. Got it. And then it's and then it's fours for the rest of the series. Yikes! Yeah. It's crazy, man. Wow. Okay. But like, did this episode feel like a decline in quality from what you remember of the series? Like, it feels no, like kind of really. par for the course for me. It does. Yeah. Same. It feels. It feels like the nineties. Yes. <laughs> doing doing a genre I, show is I what it feels noticed. like. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like to me. I was like, oh, like, like as soon as it started, I was like, okay, I know, I know where I'm in. Yeah, like I know what this is. Yeah, very '90s, and we we do not have to go scene for scene here because mm. Jesus Christ, the 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 episode, the the plot of it's kind of non-existent, really, and the actual like really. plotty plot, like reporter stuff. I a didn't mm. write down any names for, and b I think we could summarize in five seconds, but. Basically, right? Yeah. You know, like it, it is, I guess, thin on the ground story wise there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it 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 gets to a thing. I thought it successfully added some tension to their relationship, and without without making it like one of them is too jealous or too yeah. naive or whatever. Like, I don't know. We'll get into that, but I'm I'm very curious to see your thoughts. Um. Should we do the villain stuff and get that out of the way? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, shadow of a doubt, we're haunted by a shadow, basically. Is how this yeah. Works. And it's like, like remember, like, two years earlier, like, the shadow came out with Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> so, 95? Was it 94? I believe 95? so. Okay. It's one of those. It's 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 the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me let me look that up here in real time. Yeah, we want we um, want to be we strive for accuracy if nothing else. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that was the first thing. I ninety four. Okay, fine. Ninety four. Yeah. Uh, and so that was the first thing I thought of. 
uh i'm still looking for that dagger um <laughs> I, I want i want that dagger so much like every con i go to i search for that dagger with the little weapon shot with the little thing yep, yep, yep. yeah because because i like distinctly remember as a kid that that dagger biting his hand in the trailer <laughs> oh wow i've never seen the trailer but that, that i guess that's the shot that you put in a trailer at yep. that, mm-hmm. especially for that movie when it's a exactly little, yeah okay Oh, but yeah, but that's the first thing I thought of. And then the second thing I thought of was like, like, I don't know how hardcore of DC fans were working on this at this particular point in time. But I was like, the shade? Is this, was this their, their attempt at doing the shade? The shade I thought of? I, more specifically, when, for whatever reason, it didn't really click to me that he was wearing like a, um, uh, uh, Sherlock Holmesy coat. Until yeah. he came out and like attacked overcoat. Lois, yeah, mm-hmm. and I instantly went like, "Gentleman Ghost," yeah, like, that too. Know, like, so like I know that there was one, at least one comic fan on the show at this point. He's the one that friend of the show, Tim Minear. He's the guy that wrote the Mixie episode. Okay, cool. so he knew what he was talking about. Whether that was on anyone's mind here, or they were just like, you know, it'd be cool, a big cloaky thing. Like I mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> is that no, I I know the shade and gentleman ghost just from the animated stuff, like just from the DCEU. Same. Do okay. Do, that was my that was my exposure. Do you know if either of them have the like they were exposed to isotopes and no oh, fucking made them this? I mean, one of them like they it's like they're a Hawkman villain, the other is right. a, is a Green Lantern one. Mm. So I so I guess light it, it affects one of them with one of them. Um, and then with Hawkman, I'm not sure how he he attacks one of them with with the mace. Like, I'm not exactly sure how that works. Oh yeah, I was about to be like, well, nth metal, as you know, disrupts magic. But uh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe he's mad. I have no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fine. Like how we could just throw out like you know nth metal. Like it's just like like a, like, a random like thing. like it's a thing. Yeah. It's just like oh yeah, everybody knows about nth metal in in <laughs> college. Uh, for whatever reason, it was a beautiful couple months, but, like, my friends got really into, like, could we watch some Batman Beyond? And then, like, could we watch some Justice League? And I'm like, could could, could we? Of course we could, you know? Like, like, you're like, I've been waiting all semester for you Yeah, exactly. That. Like, they just suddenly were like, <laughs> we should relive this part of our, like, we like these shows. And, like, every night in my dorm room, they would come and watch these things, and I would just curate, like, this one's bullshit, but let's watch this one, you know? Um, and it was still my best friend in the world, Max Shadler, friend of the show. Um, nice. we were walking around Boston and he was talking about the Hawk girl betrayal and he was just ah. like, well, when the Thanagarians showed up and I just had like a lump in my throat of like, Aww. we're best friends now. Cause you just said the word Thanagarians, you I know? know right? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, like legit heartbreaking when I watch, like oh. when I watch, cause I star cross is something that I do revisit frequently. One of my favorite DC movies. It's so good. Yep. And that ending, like, I got, I got, I got to quote our guy. That's cinema. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, that's exactly what that shit is. That is cinema. No, <laughs> can't tell me otherwise. Absolutely. And it's one of those where it's like, is that a three parter or four part? It's, it's a three parter. Three parter. There's not a sour note in the thing. There's no nope. lull. They somehow like keep it going that entire time. It is truly structured like a movie. It's 
Yep. Unfucking real. It's so good. And my, my friends were always like, well, they should do this at the Justice League movie. I'm like, no one would understand. But like, this is this is the end game you build up to. It or is. Or the Civil War or whatever, you know, like. It is. This is. It's one of them. Oh, it's so, well, you're right. Yeah. And, then, and, then they top, and then they top themselves with the whole Cadmus thing. The like, Cadmus how, stuff. How cool was that? Oh, God. It's just, again, not a missed step in that whole nope. DC animated thing, you know? Like, yep. It's the, oh best thing, it's the best thing they've ever done. Absolutely. Um, Kat, friend of the show, <laughs> friend, friend of ours. Shout out to Kat. God bless you guys for that. Um, <laughs> she she tutors out here as, like, the day job. And Excellent. One of her, like... Shout out to teachers. Yeah, fa- shout Always out to fucking teachers. teachers. Amen. <laughs> um, but one of her students, uh, like, she got really close with this one family, and the father worked in um in like a producer pipeline side of the justice okay. league stuff but like he's he's worked with all those guys you know like all awesome. those incredible artists that we know and like he mentioned this one night at dinner and i like my jaw hit the ground <laughs> and and i i got to like geek out with him one day and his kids were there and his kids are bored to i'm sure they are that's tears and I, I'm just like, <laughs> you don't understand how cool your dad's job was. Like, he was there. Man. Like, he was boots on the ground. Isn't that so funny? Like, like kid, to kids, their dad or their parent is just their parent. Right. They don't think of them as being cool. No. And so it's it's so funny when, like, they're in situations where they have to see people, like, like looking at them in a different light because to the kid they're just like this is just my dad like he's just annoying like yeah, yeah, that's what justice they league and then some titans <laughs> bullshit. i don't fucking know what it's so did, funny. You know? like and they were just like completely oblivious sorry anyway back to the episode this is how interesting this episode yeah. is that we've instantly gone off from the dceu <laughs> all right so that that's the thing the guy got hit yeah. by a, a competitor of LexCorp, mm-hmm. and has somehow been been brought into Leslie Luckabee and Mr. Smith's plan to yeah. to put Lex Corp back together and kill all these loose ends from fixing them. Blah, blah, blah. I threw you in the middle of an arc, by the way. Like, did you remember yeah. anything about this? A little bit. When they started mentioning the Vixen stuff, I was like, oh, I remember that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. We see. That was definitely. That was like it was this like weird like knockoff like Nuclear Man stuff going yeah, on that's there. Her. <laughs> so I was like, because I, I remember, I definitely remember that. That's our girl, and that's another one. That is the this guy as a gentleman ghost shade type thing is is almost a third, but like she is the second person this series season to show up with a DC Comics name and be nothing like the nothing DC like Comics. It, yeah, <laughs> so yep. maybe there was a fan who fucking knows. I don't who know. Knows? Um, we do see her briefly. I got to shout out a really bad prop here. But like <laughs> at one point, Clark goes to the crime scene and realizes like the guy who died helped make Vixen because he he X-ray visions like a file. And there's like yeah. there's a shitty black and white Xerox I picture of her with her hands on her hips. And just was like, that from a costume fitting? No, exactly. Right. Like <laughs> this was an onset Polaroid or something. And there's just like handwritten notes of like should be invulnerable or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, this sucks, you know. Like, <laughs> on the new shows, there'd be like a whole turnaround thing. Oh or, yeah. You know, it'd be on a screen. It'd be CG. Yeah, it'd exactly. Be on the computer. It'd be fucking sick looking. Anyway, so he's helping. Do you remember who Mr. Smith actually is? I do not actually. Okay. I'm about to blow your mind, but okay. that's Lex Luthor Jr. I figured. Okay. I figured. <laughs> 
I didn't remember it. I, I, I figured, but that's that's. I figured that was actually him. Yes, the, he was. He he was a little too in the know um, and a little too smug. I was like, this, yeah, this has to be the guy. It's so funny to me because in both of these episodes, they're like play acting at each other. Yeah, when they're alone, you know, <laughs> and it's just for the audience's benefit. But I'm like, how deep in are these guys actually? Like, mm-hmm. this is kind of crazy, you know. <laughs> um, there's a point where where Leslie Luckaby. Shout out to Henry Small. Yeah, I know. Um, is like, you know, pull the car around, but Lex Luthor Jr. wouldn't drive himself. And I'm like, what? What fucking yeah. power game we play in here? He wants Lois. The other one wants Lois. You know, like, it's all just Everybody fucking, wants Lois. It's all just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And what's with what's with the, the Phantom of the Opera? Uh, Dude. <laughs> face of Mr. Smith. Phantom of the Opera face. Last episode, he was literally listening to Puccini, like the parts that yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber stole. Um, this whole, this like underground layer in the sewers with candelabras. Uh-huh. Um, yep. I didn't catch what the opera was this time around, but again, yeah, I was, I, I, I meant to look it up, but I, I forgot. It's okay, but again, like we're we're having our sniffers, snifters of brandy in the sewers, mm-hmm. listening to opera by candlelight. It's, it's like, yeah, I guess, but like. When did Phantom was eighties, wasn't it? Like late eighty six, eighty six, mid eighties. So I guess they're like just getting around to thinking it was cool at this point. You know, like I, I'm well, like, is this a Phantom know, Resurgence like, we're working on? Maybe, of? maybe, or maybe it was on tour in L A. Like starting in, sure. like, in the nineties <laughs> or something. Maybe it made its way over there. Because um, like from like from everything that I've read and know about Phantom, like it was like an instant hit. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so I, I guess it was always just in the public consciousness. I guess, yeah. And that was one of those Android. Was that one like Superstar, where like we'll release the album first, uh, and then we'll do the show? I don't think so. I, th- I don't okay. think they did. They well, did that, that makes that sense one. to me because it's such a like blockbuster production that's closing now. Yeah, I know. It was just I, I saw that. I was like, Fucking... oh dang, are we are we really at that point? Yeah, like. Shit. <laughs> like, I love the Beetlejuice musical, and that's closing, but I'm not surprised. I'm sad to mm-hmm. see it go, but I'm like, he had a good run. Fucking Phantom's closing, you know? Yeah. Like, that's always a draw. Yeah. So. At least, or you, at least, at least like, you would think that it would be. It was, um, but they've been losing money, I think, since they restarted or something like that. Dang. Yeah. Even with, even with, like, Sierra Borges and Ramin Karamloo, even with those two? <laughs> no, were they doing it right now? They, they were for a little bit. Oh, I know they fuck. were pre- I know they were pre-pandemic. They were Damn. before they, but the thing is, they always they always like pluck them to do like the newest hot thing, right? Um, like like especially those two, the they new version them. of it. Like we'll we'll open yeah. in Vegas or whatever, and like I don't mm-hmm. know if it was them, but like I can see them being the thing. Yeah, she's so fucking wonderful. I know, I know. I don't need to see and, Phantom again, but I would go see her, Christine. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, and then I'll I'll go see Ramin sing anything. Yeah, so also yeah, a hundred percent. I like that this became Broadway Corner. Like this is how much yep. we don't want to talk about this. <laughs> it's a nothing up. It's an in between. It does fine keeping the the thing going, but I don't know. Like let's get to the Leslie Luckabee shit. Okay. His plan reminds me of a rom com. Yes, it is. This is. I mean, this this whole show is is rom-com oh uh, totally anyway but this is such a you know there are like four different types of rom-coms and this is like 
uh, like on the outline of rom-com like types this is like c where yes. like you know like you have a dude trying to play off like you know two people to get in like milton you know weasel his way in yep, we gotta like, break these like, two apart and that's exactly our goal. it's and it's like and it's he's so obviously duplicitous right um uh, it's like how can you guys not see this i saw a trailer the other day for um Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julie uh-huh. Roberts, where they're divorced, but they've got to break up their daughter's That's new right. thing. Uh-huh. I'm like, and then they come together in this. their scheming. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you could recut these three episodes to be like, he's just a new CEO in Metropolis. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and these for the directors, two... for the producers of Emily in Paris. Yes, come. exactly. These two kooky sewer dwellers are going to break up this you know, power yep. couple. Like you it's can like a, the music. You can. Like it's 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 you know, a little bit of she's all that, it's a little bit of ten things, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all yeah, that, it's stuff, all that, all that Cyrano stuff. bullshit yeah, too. Exactly. Wow. Cyrano is built into this. He, oh yeah, one hundred he's totally Mr. Smith. Fuck. I didn't even see that <laughs> until I said it. That's so funny. Anyway, it's that. Like in yeah. you could recut this to be like really cool, but they not really cool, but like really fun. And uh-huh. they plan it they play it as like Serious, this guy's machinations behind the scenes. Yeah. Of course, that's what it is. But it's just funny to me that I'm like, it's so thin on the ground mm-hmm. that it's it's what it's what friends that don't know that they're going to be in love yet would do to break up Correct. the popular kids. You know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I now that all said, bullshit plot said, I think. I thought watching this, because I forgot what his pass at Lois was, where like, j- just to set it up for anyone that doesn't remember, he he immediately gets Lois and Clark invited to this reporting convention in Atlantic City that the Daily Planet's never been invited to, by the way. What the fuck was Which that? Which I call bullshit on. Yeah, exactly. The, and like the two most famous people in the world, Lane and Ken, yeah. were never invited to this. Yeah, I call bullshit. Yeah. Like, who, who was invited? The Gotham Gazette? Right, Come Exactly. <laughs> fucking Vicky Vale running around there, but not these Probably. two. All right, whatever. I mean, those Cordero Maltese pictures are really, yeah. are really rad. <laughs> Catco Magazine goes every of course. year. Of course. Maybe yes. that's why they don't get invited. Maybe that's it. Maybe Cat runs it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, whatever. He gets them in, fine. I mean, and then he, like, surreptitiously gets Clark the, the interview of the, the year with the guy on death row that's very famous and mm-hmm. splits them up and calls the hotel so that they get rid of clark's message or whatever which of us okay so <laughs> go ahead 90s technology yes. the redial but yeah. on the phone <laughs> so funny so funny that's <laughs> like be like thank god it's the 90s because he didn't yes text her. correct you know <laughs> like <laughs> Like, the limited technology makes it able to do some of these wacky things. Yeah, yeah. Like, Thank God he it, didn't it, have time to send a fax. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny, like, you know, when you think about, like, rom-coms today, like, like a lot of the, like, the great romances, like, romance movies and romantic comedies of the past, like, could be easily settled within 30 seconds of them just texting. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, like, they have to do all these other different things <laughs> to overcome that. Uh, it's just so funny how that's a thing now. How different would the Philadelphia story be... If at any point Cary Grant could have texted you up, you know, like. yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, and like you know, or you know, we'll always have Paris. It's like, well, I mean, we can <laughs> Skype, like, exactly. <laughs> Facetime. Wait till the pandemic, motherfucker! Like, that's what it's going to be all about. Um, 
Yes, but but luckily, and I gotta say, I'm glad the show didn't spell out like we didn't have to watch the whole scene of him going like, "Oh, I'm Lois Lane's husband, no. and I just called, yes. and yes, my voice is different, but don't worry about it. Throw away my message, you know? Like we just see him call. It's like fucking fine. Yeah, he maneuvers them apart. He goes to the convention with Lois anyway, seemingly as part of the Mister Smith plan. But then seemingly. maybe maybe he's overstepping because Mister Smith totally wants to bang Lois because mm-hmm. all sons of Lex Luthor wants to bang Lois for some reason. I mean, yeah. Whatever I don't, yeah, uh, whatever you got going on, yeah. Um, I mean, she is spectacular. She is spectacular. She is 1997 Terry Hatcher. Yeah, not not much better. I get it. <laughs> um, but he makes a pass. He she's tying his tie, yes. and he brushes her hair, mm-hmm. uh, or like even like like plays with it. It was very like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's not good, and she completely you know. Gets away from it and mm-hmm. whatever. I thought it was a. Let's start here. I thought it was smart of him to not overplay his hand there. Yes, where it's just enough that he could cause tension between them. Correct. You know, he's not. He's not instantly like a villain at the end of the episode mm-hmm. when he does what he has to do. It's not like fuck him. Like they're both like concerned about him. Yes, she get. He gets her to almost defend him. Him to Clark, yes, which is manipulative as shit. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was all really good, but I also I like how Lois and Clark played it in this episode, where again nobody got super shitty, nobody tried to keep a thing from each other for too long. I I I don't know. What was what was your take on this? Did it feel contrived or did it feel okay to you? Yeah, it didn't feel. I think it felt okay, and I think they handled it better than you know a lot of rom-coms would have handled this. Like, you know, there's always, <laughs> there's always the rift, right? Like yes. that, that cause there's always some disagreement or some, uh, misunderstanding that keeps our, keeps our, our couple apart until they realize something and then come back together. Right. In this case, they were more mad at the situation and they were kind of confused as to how it was uh, until as to how it got to that situation. Right. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's I think that's where the tension was, and I don't think Clark was necessarily mad at Lois. I think he was he was frustrated more at at Homeboy than he was mm-hmm. was her, right? Like he he was more mad at mad at that dude, and then um and then just the nature of their jobs, they couldn't necessarily sit down and hash anything out like appropriately, right? And so that's why things just kept bubbling up because suddenly someone has to Superman, someone has to yeah. go here and do research, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, and it's also like. When they first come back together, again, Leslie does the hair thing mm-hmm. instantly. Oh, Miss Lane, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Please don't tell your husband. I wouldn't want my stupidity to affect him at work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and she, she's great through this whole fucking episode. Like, I love oh, yeah. how she plays it. She's oh, yeah. uninterested in some of the later episodes of this season. Okay. <laughs> but, like, here, I'm like, no, oh, she's good. She's got, like, a human thing to play. She's great. Um, and I'm not, I'm not discounting her for being uninterested. Like I understand. Yeah. Um, but, um, she, she, you know, plays it cold, but like, it's just like, all right, fine. Like, fuck off. Go away. Well, mm-hmm. this isn't catastrophic. We can, we can get past this. Yeah. He gets her to agree. Like, don't tell Clark when they first meet back up again in the bullpen, which I was like, you're not going to meet at home, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she kind of like plays off what happened and there's a bit of like tension of like you didn't call oh i left a message i guess i didn't get yeah. it blah, blah, blah. 
But like at the end of that scene, she's like, okay, actually there was this one little tiny thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if she had continued for me, please feel free to disagree. But like for me, she could have dropped this without it being a big deal, without triggering him him into like, I'm going to march right in there and give him a piece of my super Uh mind. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. Because like she, because she's the calming influence. Yes. Right. So, and she, you know, as fans of these characters we know their dynamic and so when she tells clark something like she's not bullshitting him she's not lying Mm -hmm. she's telling him straight (laughs) right Right? and so she would have been like yeah there's this little thing he hit on me i'm not interested you know that so just fyi he felt stupid as shit he was yeah she said at one point he was drinking so i'll give her the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. that he said he was drinking point is without leslie stirring the pot here this was avoidable and i appreciate the writer's understanding like we can't just take them from zero to a hundred with this Mm -hmm. you know like even where they take them in this episode is totally believable like they have a fight at home at one point not even a fight but just like a yeah like a i don't understand like why'd you keep this from me because you're freaking out like you are now you know like it Mm -hmm. like that's kind of as heated as it got yeah he had to go research shit at the planet or whatever and she went online for a little bit like they call each other you know, in story universe, maybe two hours later. Yeah. And they're immediately like, fine. You know, like mm-hmm. we'll clear the air when we get home. This is, this is avoidable. They just needed yeah. a little time apart, which couples do like all of sometimes it. That, sometimes that happens. Yeah. yeah. It all felt totally cool. And in a weird way, I really appreciate that from mm-hmm. this show. Which is unusual because other shows wouldn't have done it. Right. Like right. this, if this happened on arrow, this would have been like, <laughs> you know, this would have been a whole thing yeah i wouldn't speak ill of someone else's podcast but since you brought it up you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally like you'd milk the shit out of this if this happened absolutely barry and iris or or oliver and felicity felicity yeah whatever arguably a lot worse happened with both those couples (laughs) that is true yeah that is very true um but yeah so i i appreciate that for this episode and literally by the end we're back to wine and makeup talk out on the porch yep. and everything's fine yeah they're yep. all good as they, as she says we are compatible it's like oh very very cute let's talk about that they're horny for each other yeah oh they're the always the horniest they're the best it's so funny i love this in this season <laughs> uh they have so much sex this season it's wonderful but um the last episode they started talking about kids and lois had a terrible nightmare about it but like they started like really thinking about like we haven't really considered whether we could have kids or not mm-hmm. by the way it comes up because they like had crazy sex in the kitchen one morning and then afterwards mm-hmm. were like fuck we didn't use protection <laughs> uh, i wonder if that we haven't really thought about this yet and i'm like you haven't thought about this yet whether this is going to be an issue for you guys you know like it's so fun but he goes he it feels like something he's understandably avoiding a little mm-hmm. bit at first. He's like, still haven't talked to Dr. Klein, but I will. Yeah. Oh, the doctor from Arrested Development? No. Is he? Oh, yeah. <gasps> I don't remember that. If I've said this on the show, I don't remember that. But he's in, <laughs> he's in Arrested? Oh, yeah. Whose doctor is he? Or is he just everybody? Oh, he's like everybody's doctor. Fuck. Fuck me for forgetting that. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyway, yes, Dr. Klein, Superman's fucking GT, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or GP. Who's in a motorcycle gang? Um, I love that jacket. That's That was so funny. Shout out 
to motorcycle Klein. We have never seen this side of him before. I think that's so the point funny. of the entire scene. Yep. We're just, we're learning something new from everybody. <laughs> it's like uh, a doctor motorcycle gang, because only they would wear a jacket like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't really catch the jacket. What was oh, the yeah, jacket? It's <laughs> the Lab Rats is what it's called. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of Incredible. it. Incredible. Yep, the Lab Rats MC, motor, Lab Rats Motorcycle, motorcycle Club. Club. Jesus Christ. I How love cool this show so much. <laughs> I will post a picture of that when this episode comes up. So check the socials, everybody. But look at that. <laughs> it's like an atomic space rat holding a little yes. test tube. See? That's pretty great. Wow. Like, a- I, I, love the, I love the fact that in this show, in this universe, there is a motorcycle gang of like scientists and nerds yep. called the Lab Rats. Who are doing this shit. A, great eye. B, if I didn't already have a new Gotham High I know, right? Jacket. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, man. I want to know what his club nickname is now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, the, the layers of this onion are incredible. But the point, like, I love that. Like, he's such a nothing character. We, mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's wonderful. He's a great yeah. actor. He always has stuff to play. He's got, like, personality, but we know nothing about his social life until yeah. literally these last couple episodes mm-hmm. and and they are like truly kind of like showing their hearts to each other here yeah it's like his his dr hamilton yes it, that's exactly what it is and the only reason he's climbing in the series is because they use dr hamilton already in the show already. you know I mean, they, they, they burn do that, that all one. they do that all the time in these live action superman adaptations they like yep. burn hamilton so early yep. and then like they either have to do another one or they just don't have him anymore i will say your beloved series is guilty of this too, with the ama- as, oh, yeah. as with the Amazos and the Doctor. Oh, <laughs> there must be two. It must be two. Um, but yeah, here I love Doctor Klein's reactions to all of this. We're like, first Superman's like, we have Doctor Patient confidentiality, which I'm like, way too late to be asking this question. Yes. First of all, he's known, he knows far too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he gets into it of like. I've been seeing this woman. I, I, we're, you know, should we ever get serious in the future? What are the chances we can conceive? And Dr. Klein's reactions are priceless with like, yes, a, you've been seeing. Do, do I know her? You know, know like, right? <laughs> logical questions. Logic. Cause you know, he's like, are you, are you fucking Lois Lane? Uh-huh. <laughs> because, because literally like if Superman were real, that would be the first question everybody would of be having. Of course. He's like, oh yeah, they're boning. Like There'd that's be so be, like, many people like, shipping them on Reddit. You know? Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine Twitter if Superman were real and like his first interview was with Lois Lane? Like, what do you think people would be saying? Right. Especially if she was like single and available at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is weird because I've heard she has a thing for Lex Luthor. He keeps. I, she's seen leaving his his <laughs> building several times. Oh yeah, you you know all the team Lexes on, on on those things would be hashtagging yes. that. Yes, because of him, because of Superman and Lex, but Superman, she would be on the cover of every fucking tabloid yes. in the world. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, and to that end, I guess it does make sense that they are the most famous people in the world, like her and Clark. But yeah, Clark by default, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I like that he's like, till we know more, let's run some tests. Mm-hmm. Till we know more, please conduct your relations with extreme caution. <laughs> Which seemingly they have not been doing. 
Yeah. I mean, like we talked about in the last episode what their contraception is because she seems to be the only one that's like actively doing anything. So I'm mm-hmm. like a diaphragm, I guess. But like otherwise, they just kind of jumped into things. So I guess. I mean, but this kind of plays into my 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 headcanon theory about Superman, how he, you know, he he's an Earthling. Like mm-hmm. his is like that's that's what Kryptonians are earthlings but just like from the future so when he goes when when he's in that rocket Jarrell doesn't send him to another planet he sends him through a wormhole back in time Wait. to when earth was 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 young if you've said is, this on a podcast before i'm sorry I have. lay this whole fucking thing out for me. <laughs> <laughs> this, so is this is way more interesting than any scene of this episode <laughs> so this is this is inspired by the ending partially of the ending of superman red sun where okay. you okay. have uh, and so like you know the time is moving forward and in, in like one of the in the epilogue of this time is moving forward and forward and forward and like it talks about like lex luthor and his line and how eventually they are like they don't you know in the future like you know his his ancestors don't have the luthor name because they do something weird with their naming schemes and so everybody's last name is like l right and so and it was just like the singular l mm. and so uh, and it gets to the far, far, far future, and like you know, people are like you know, Earthlings are colonizing other planets and doing all these other things, and so, and then it goes, it gets to the to the point in the timeline where Krypton, the, one of the planets that, that you know has been colonized, mm-hmm. um, is going to explode, and the scientist there named Jor El, who <laughs> apparently shares DNA with Lex Luthor, which is why he was so wow. brilliant, sends him back in the wormhole, it like sends him back in time essentially to where his son could be survive and thrive, that and does. so. That is my headcanon that he, like he is a he is and that's why the two of them are linked. That's what I interesting, that's, and that that's how you will read any Superman media. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I, I read don't with that angle. I don't hate it. I don't know that it, that it's definitely not my headcanon because I've just heard about it. But like that's <laughs> that's fucking cool. I, think I that's love super the L thing. Yeah, it yeah, also pays then... off why there's so much LL bullshit throughout all of Superman too. You know, yeah. like hmm. exactly and. And I think that, like, and even if it, if you know, he's not like a direct descendant of, of Lex Luthor, I think that's super interesting on a lot of different levels. But even if he's not, I do buy the, the you know, the Kryptonians being Earthlings who, like, we've, like, you know, like, imagine this is like the Star Trek future. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done all these things, right? And so that technology would be available. And right. somebody as smart as Jarrell would be like, well, like, let's send him back to earth as it was because like you know they probably have heard stories about earth and like you know it's probably not in that, like not habitable which is why they had to colonize other places yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. place we would have and used so, it all up exactly it's like let's send them back to this place and he might you know and you know he might have different abilities or something like he might be stronger than that he, he could be a ruler or whatever that he might be thinking yeah right but that's where he would send them that's so and that's why he would crash cool. on, and that's why he would crash on what crash specifically on earth on because earth. he knew that earth was habitable by humans because of their history i love that because otherwise in the comics he's just like kind of scanning the known gal the 27 known galaxies mm-hmm. and and selects earth because like ah, eh, they look like us let's uh, yeah it's yeah, fine yeah but i think the reason why they look like them is because they are them. they come from them that's cool i love that okay Thank you for spelling that out. I'm sorry if I no forgot problem. this on a previous podcast, but my brain is mush. So, <laughs> so in all right, in your mind, do you prefer a world where Superman and Lois Lane can conceive a child, or one where they have to go through either sci-fi or adoption methods or whatever? 
I like them being able to conceive a child. Okay. And I think he they need, like, you know, she has to, like, have the baby in the fortress and, like, have to use special Kryptonian medicines yes. and stuff like that to help with the birth. With but the Keelix there or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that that is the circumstance. That makes sense to me. Oh, wow. Did they get into that in the new show yet? Did we see her give birth? That's a good question. Flashbacks or something? There's the oh, one no, so, wonderful episode where we flash back and I forget. Well, remember, no, because, like, they, in Supergirl, like, they went to Argo. That's where they conceived. Right. So, apparently, he was powerless there. And had John. But that yeah. doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. So, I don't know what the new continuity, uh, what the new universe that Oliver created, what that means. Blessed be his name, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is truly, when I hear you guys. So wild. When I hear you guys, I always hold on to Arrow talking about, like, well, yeah, this is when it gets, like, it gets a little more grounded and it's really fun. And I'm like, he's going to end as yep. a god. Like, <laughs> fucking nuts it's so nuts but like we go back to formula and then yeah we, <laughs> we just shoot off in a whole other direction we're gonna do a kind of final season where he's just running around best hits like greatest uh-huh. hits basically and then he's gonna end up as god cool you know yeah. it's so crazy <laughs> if only chris <laughs> nolan had had like nine more movies you know i know right? have gotten there. yeah or Zack snyder or any of these mm. fill in the blank with any of these people yep oh man I, I, I say George it, Miller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I say it not making fun. And you know that damn well. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that a show can go from like, we're grounded to like, well, the anti-monitor was here. So, you know. But, well, yeah. Well, the thing is like the, the anti-monitor and stuff fits. It's just, you know, with, with him, like his reactions to it, I think like they vary, right? Like they yes. vary on like how he has been presented and also just being like, yeah, well, this is how, how things are. This is like, what we're going with. Yeah. He should be, he should be always kind of freaked out and on guard as, uh, for the most part, he, sh- uh, he shouldn't be as distrusting as he, as he is because he, you would think that he would have gotten over that. Yeah. We've talked about that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. It, it, as you were saying, that it reminded me of uh, my favorite line in this episode where like Jimmy is talking to Lois about like what, what Superman told Clark, which I love, uh-huh. about like I saw saw a ghost. Maybe a ghost is or a shadow or whatever the fuck is is killing all these people. <laughs> and and Jimmy's like, you think a ghost is doing this? She's like, I, honestly, not the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, yep. like, where it's just like great, like you adapt to the dumb world mm-hmm. that you live in. You know, like basically whatever. I I love that stuff. Um. Anyway, I think I think we've covered all that good yeah. stuff here. Um. I totally buy how they kind of like bury the hatchet with Leslie at the end, end of this yes. episode where like they're, they're just in time to not see Leslie shoot kind of like the final guy that's standing mm-hmm. in his and Mr. Smith's way. They come in and, and Leslie is acting, you know, yes, like yes. He, he is laying it on thick of like we struggled with you know we both reached for the gun uh-huh. and then the other guy wound up dead and it's like oh yes so oh, yes so oh, yes <laughs> and it's an instant like water under the bridge all the other yeah. bullshit that happened in this episode with us it's fine we'll get until you taken care of. until until we have some patio wine and we figure this yes. shit out but i was just mm-hmm. like it's so beautifully manipulative and yeah. and and believable to me like it's it's kind of, we're talking about it like this we're not going scene by scene because it is like a thin on the ground plot mm-hmm. but it works out like it, it 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 makes sense to me yeah i yeah. agree 
I agree. And I like how they, as they're, you know, having their, their evening wrap up, they, they figure this out. And, and, and I like how the, you know, the bad guys don't know that they figured it out. They think that they've, they've won, which, you know, sets the stage for part three. Yes. And, and they've, you know, the bad guys are still kind of ahead of the game with what happened. Because we have yeah. to talk about that as like its own subject in the second. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I do like that, too. In the episode before this, too, there's like a businessman that, that Mr. Smith, the troll guy, still mm-hmm. credited as the troll, which is so fucking funny to me. Yeah. Um, but he captures and shows him like the businesses that he wants to take over. And the business guy's like, oh, fuck, I know what you're doing. You know, uh-huh. like, anyone that takes a second and looks at this and knows what Lex was up to. Like, I love the idea. Lois says it at one point, like at one point he showed me a diagram of his kingdom. And I'm sure headcanon, I'm sure she says it like that because that's how he said it. Oh yeah, the fucking absolutely. Nightmare, you know, that's like, how, that's how. Of course, he, he. That's how he thought of himself. Yes, he thought exactly. of himself as Alexander the Great, and that's not just Smallville. Like, no, like, no, that is that's, not. That's the, like that. I think that's pretty universal. Twelfth mm-hmm. right? level intellect. I'll have absolutely. You know. Yes, um, but yeah, I love that here. The the importance too that this show gives Lex when he's not on screen mm-hmm. is the importance I wish they gave him when John Shea was around. Ah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a- after season one, after we realized that he's a villain and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like, if only he'd been able to keep stay around and be a consistent villain for them for a little bit, it would have been yeah. just fucking gold. But, um, yeah, like you're saying, they, they figured it out at the end of the episode. And I love Lois, like, hearing all this and, like, someone's out of nowhere putting together all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't say it, but happens to have LL initials, blah, blah, blah. And yep. she's just like... Clark, this is silly. Like he had one son and he's gone. And Clark's like, how the fuck do we know that? Uh-huh. You know, I, I just, all of this plays really well for me. And as a kid, I bet I watched this episode before I'd really seen too much of John Shay, Lex Luthor. Okay. So, but I knew that Lex, like, just like, you know, whatever, uh, through osmosis, through my parents explaining this lore to me, I knew Lex Luthor was, was the Joker, was, was the arch enemy. You arch know? enemy. So like, okay. I got there you. was so much built up for me of Lex Luthor that when you finally see him, he just had that gravitas to me. Like, I, I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know. They, they treat him here like he's the comic. With the class. right amount of, rev- like, with the yeah. right amount of, like, you know, uh, resonance. You yeah. Know? Do and you agree? Because, like. I agree. Yeah. Like, they build him up to be this, like, this guy's a big deal. Yep. And someone and, and that's affected their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the worst ways possible. For sure. Yes. And then we get to the scene. Yes. Throughout the episode, Mr. Smith has, despite the fact that the set looks nothing like the set that Lex Luthor died in, apparently right. this is near-ish to where he died underground. Mm-hmm. The sewer is fine. He finds a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. He starts playing it. We've got these little bits of John Shea sprinkled throughout the episode, which, however much money this costs, worth every penny. Wish you could have gotten them back. You know, whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about that in a second, too. But okay. finally, at the end of the episode, Mr. Smith is like, please his punch. And like, Leslie's like, this couldn't have gone better. He's like, oh, oh, really? Because I got something to play you. Yep. And we get the message that somehow Lex before he died back in season three left this recording for his son that he knew would find it (laughs) and tells him like, 
I was shocked and somewhat amused to discover that Superman was also my other nemesis. He was none other than Clark Kent. Yep. Perfect. Oof. Perfect. I like, I, I, uh, we can tear apart the logic of him actually doing this, but mm-hmm. for what they got of him here, great. And, and it yeah. lets them do this. Would you have preferred John Shea actually being there on set and like ghost dadding? talking to them uh not ghost adding it would have been i think i think a better way to do it would have been like a video recording right Mm. like one of those video message things yeah um that was that was a thing in the 90s where people had like you know left video messages and stuff and in some genre things so i think i think doing that would have worked i think that would have had a little bit more i I like that i like that better because you just want to see him. Cause mm-hmm. fucking, we get a Superman, which I love a Superman from him. But yeah, and and you know Lex is super vain, so you you would think that he would like video record himself like talking to himself and talking about this. Yep, that's a good point too. And you could have shot it on the same set because apparently that's yeah. where they were. So whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was was this as as, as a fan of the character? I don't know where you fall on John Shay's Lex, but I fucking love. Like, is it fun to hear him here, or do you feel cheated out of? not actually getting him in the episode. It was fun to hear him. Um, and even though I do feel a little cheated that we didn't get him, it's a different time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, so and was he doing mutant next at this point? Fuck. No. Cause I think we weirdly discovered that mutant next was much later than all of us think it was. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Like 2002 or something. Oh wow. Wait, yeah. that is later. Hold, than on. I Hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Mutant X. Ran for three seasons and started in 2001. Yikes. Final episode aired May 2004. Wait, wait. Fucking a crazy, isn't it? Wait, a time out. Mutant X was on the same time that Smallville was? It is, it is a peer of Smallville. Wow. <laughs> it's bizarre. John Shea is, is the second cast member to come up. So, you know, I guess he'd start. Did you ever see a frame of that show? I did, and now I was really confused because I was like, these aren't who I thought they would be, and this is not what I thought it would be. Well, that's and always so, been my question. Like, is he, like, changed the name in the script and put him in a wheelchair and he's Xavier, or is it just, like, it's totally divorced? See, that's, that's the thing. I can't even remember. Yeah, and okay. And with... Because I can't even remember. Like I know one one person had like elect, electric powers, and sure. I tried to place who that was, but like I I just don't know. <laughs> um, it's it's not like a what was like there was a recent like you know Marvel mutant show like Legion uh, or um, yeah, yeah and like and like and like the the first the 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 main character was Lorna like Magneto's daughter mm-hmm. uh, with with his powers. I was like okay cool. I, I I understand what what this is and who this is, right? And how um, this could fit in if I want to headcanon this and blah blah blah. Yeah, and like you know, just looking at like who was part of this, like some of the characters' names were people that they should have been, but like were not those people. Interesting. So the only one that had like an actual name was Shalimar Fox, who was the uh, who was the, uh, the the hot blonde, and uh, okay. and she was like the had the super feet like the basically she had the the hunter's powers essentially oh okay uh, <laughs> completely the, ambiguous and kind of like a cat or <laughs> yeah uh fe- feline feline feral is what they describe sure her. take it if only other contemporary birds of prey had had a line like that yeah. at one point um 
what was the other mutant show in that like Fox run? Because there was Legion and there was one with Vampire Bill and Amy Acker, and I completely forget what it was. <laughs> Shout out to Amy Acker. Shout oh, out to Amy Acker. Should be in everything. She's great. Um, let's see. Let me. Where is she in the Marvel universe? I don't know. God, when Joss sh- had the reins, he really fucking fumbled that shit. He, like you know, he he after like after a very strong like here's a football reference after a very strong first drive that's that's that that resulted in the touchdown like everything else was just like, turnover after turnover. After yeah. Turnover. yeah. Um, the gifted. The gifted. Thank you. God, that was driving me nuts. Um, yeah. So it's it's so the gifted. That's the one. That was the one with Polaris. Okay. But those shows make Mutant X, or like compared to Mutant X, those shows are basically X Men movies. Is what you're saying? Basically, yeah, because they actually have actual characters and like with correct names, right, correct right. powers, correct. The, and like the Trask stuff. company coming after them or whatever for anti mutant yeah. laws and that type mm-hmm. of shit. Anyway, meanwhile, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This has been fun. I had a great time. Yeah, same. And this is such a whatever episode that I don't care. But anyway, that's the end of the episode. We get we get John Shea again. Sorry mm-hmm. to Zach, but like I I do love this for the gravitas that they have here. Yeah. And and I do I don't know. This arc is fine at the end of the season here. They got mm-hmm. so kind of gun shy with with big arcs after the wedding. As, yeah. As they deserved to be gun shy mm-hmm. after the clones and the amnesia and all that. <laughs> but I think they, I think they pull this off here. And I think that all three episodes have, have, are, you know, somewhat the quality control. Let's say yeah. that. Like there's no, this is an episode that we didn't talk bit by bit, but the parts that we did talk about and like the scenes that worked, I thought really worked out well. And it's not like the yeah. plot was terrible. It was just kind of like, I don't care to remember all these names of these people from Caribbean yeah. imports that keep dying. <laughs> <laughs> With all that said, I think we've covered the episode. Um, Lance, can I ask you some questions? Yeah. Was this... This is, ooh, this is interesting for this one. Was this a good episode for Little Miss Lois Lane? Yes. I would say so. Um, she, she handles herself very well, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think she's very calm and measured. Um, and she, she's not in over her head. She, she is in complete control of the situation. Even when like, you know, homeboy comes on to her, she snuffs it out. She's mm-hmm. already, she's naturally and appropriately on the defensive when, when he shows up in the first place. Um, yes. And if she had the opportunity, if they weren't, if they didn't lead the lives that they did, this would have been snuffed out really, really quickly. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, she she definitely was making the efforts to, but she was not like, it's not like she committed any wrongs in here. She's not in the wrong for anything. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think this is a good episode for her. I completely agree. There's also some good Loicisms throughout a, the, the, how cold and like not giving an inch she is to Leslie after yes. a, she agreed to like forgive this move. And then he fucking, betrayed her and told Clark mm-hmm. like she's she's fuck he is dead to her he's and, done yeah yeah and it's just nice to see mean Lois again which yeah like, like, I love that but even like um when they finally do re- meet up again in the scene where she's about to tell Clark that Leslie came on to her or whatever um she's like I was in a five-star 
hotel in Atlantic City and you were on death row. I am so jealous. You know, yeah, I'm like, I love that. Fucking Lois Lane. Like, love it. You know, <laughs> um, was this a good episode for Mr. Clark? Kent? Um, I would say no. Um, he, he wasn't really, he wasn't as involved as Lois was. And then, um, <laughs> what yeah, I do have to, that's a good point. And he was, as as Superman, he was late to the party way too many times. It's Far like too many fucking like, like especially with the beginning with the cold open, like there's somebody on the phone, like pleading for help. Right. And they're just like, Hey, what's wrong, man? And then he's like, Help, help, help and then it's like they're just like, Wait, what's wrong? And then he kinda casually flies over there and he's already dead. It's like, come on, man. Like Imagine if there is an afterlife and that guy is instantly like has the knowledge of the world and he's like I was on the phone with Superman and yeah. he didn't come you know, like, <laughs> and I'm still dead. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. And it's like, and bro, like, why did you use any of your other powers? Like when you first counted the shade, like you, no like you immediately, you immediately tried to punch him. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's like one of those, like, try everything. Like, yeah. please breath them. Do yeah, the that's... eyes. See if that does anything. I bet it will. Because uh-huh. that's it's so funny. Uh, yeah, like when he turns. Anyway, we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> I was gonna say it was a good episode for Clark because I was just glad he wasn't shitty. He uh-huh. wasn't like '90s guy. Like, oh, I'm gonna go fucking beat up Leslie. Uh, blah blah blah. You know, like that I type gotcha. of thing. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. It's not like we go to um, uh, Death Row with him and like mm-hmm. see this interview or anything like that. He doesn't have much to play. Yeah. So you're you turn I wish around I- on that. Yeah, and I really wish we could have seen that that death row interview because that totally. would be cool. Or, or and by the way, let it be someone that we've dealt with before. Yeah, let it be someone that like the guy that made Magneto or Magneto. Fucking, <laughs> we talk too much X Men. The guy, <laughs> um, the guy that made Metallo. Like, let ah. him go talk. To, I was literally struggling for that word until the very <laughs> end. <laughs> Um, but let him go, like, talk to him. Like, that was a fun guy who's come back before. You know, like, like do, mm-hmm. do something like that, and then maybe we could have enjoyed it. But Yeah. Who are we to tell him? Yeah, that's um, true. You're absolutely right. Was this a good episode for Superman? We just kind of discussed it. But, yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, again, he's late too much to the party. The only super save he does really is super disco balling the yeah, chandelier that was pretty in the neat. apartment. That was it's pretty fine. Um, I guess he kind of kills light guy, mm-hmm. but it's one of those like, yeah, I'm fine with it. like you know like yeah. I, I'm not gonna get bent out of shape about this one. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's dealing with. Here. Yeah, I don't know. Does this type of death from a you know this type of killing quote unquote with a superhero bother you? Um, not really because it's kind of hokey. Um, yeah, and I guess and 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 at this particular. I have to think about the times with these, like, cause again, like the people creating these things and the people doing and in charge of making these things weren't necessarily comic book fans and weren't right. steeped in the lore. They didn't basically, they can use the excuse of they didn't know any better. Um, and this is what Hollywood did. Right. And, and you know, you have all these talks of, you know, tropes in, in, in Hollywood and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, Hollywood's extremely tropey. And one of them is if you have a good guy versus bad guy situation, 
good guy kills the bad guy. Right. And the that's, Joker's going to die by the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's, that's what they do. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really have a whole lot of room to kind of stand on for, <laughs> for, for like for a, uh, for, for a, uh, a soapbox here. Yeah. Uh, now if this was like, but if you're like, if this was like the DCAU and they were doing something like this, then I'd have like, then I would like, you know, put my foot down on it because yeah. all those people are steeped in it. So they know better. Right. And though they um, get away with it too sometimes too. Where like sometimes, um, uh, crisis on on Earth. Two, what is that? Earth. Uh, is it Justice League directed DVD Doom. movie? Justice Earth League Two. Doom. Uh, no, I, I was thinking of the the Owlman versus Batman fight. Oh, that one where Batman Batman kills two people in that movie, and both of he them does. I'm like, fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's there are sometimes the, where you get away with it for me. Sometimes you do, uh, well, because with the Owl Man, it's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like the what what happened with Nolan with the with the, with uh, with Rachel Ghoul is like I don't have to save you. From I this. Don't, I don't, I'm not gonna kill you. But I don't save you. Uh, that's kind of what the Owl Man was. The other one was just like, no, you just straight up killed that guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so. But yeah, but you know what? That's why that one does not rank very high on my DCA oh, uh, animated movies watch. Those are both. Those are both. That, that I like that movie, and those are both instances where I'm like, in my mind, Batman is making a conscious decision to choose literally the multiverse mm-hmm. over someone's life, and I'm yeah. fine with it. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you betcha, buddy. Yeah, like, do what you're gonna do. Anyway, yeah. all this to say, not a great episode for anyone but Lois Lane, apparently. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite Lois and Clark moment? Um. The beginning when Clark wants to to pack her 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 lingerie. Fuck, that's the one I wrote down. I'm like, you're not gonna steal. <laughs> I I I'm not gonna pretend and choose another one. I loved it too. Yeah, it, it was it was believably corny for the two of them. Yep. And and also just like, just also plain believable. Yes, just real, just yeah. cute. He likes seeing her in this little bit of yep. lingerie, negligee, whatever the fuck it is, Teddy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and he's going to go for the obvious joke. And we've all been there in real life where we're yep. like, I'm about to say a sitcom line, but I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfection. Um, dude, this is not a rap, a series rap for you. No. As we know. Yes. on Lois and Clark. That but this is, is an episode by episode rap for you. And yes. and I'm sorry that you were only in season three and four. But it's all good. Dude, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for, for having me. I didn't think I was giving you a bad episode, but I know there wasn't much plot here, so it was so nice to just be able to <laughs> shit for this. Um, not unlike your podcast sometimes, always hold on to Arrow. How are things going? We're 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 trucking along in season five, man. Uh, this the this season is days. it's uh it's it's good. It's surprising. It's it's uh it's keeping us on our toes. I'm yeah, having a like, ball. I'm, ha- I'm enjoying. Have it. there been big um throughout like rewatching the whole show? Because like, had you done like an honest rewatch of Arrow before you jumped into this? Um, this podcast. Only, uh, before doing the podcast, I I started one and I I only gotten through season two. Okay. Um, and then you know life got in the way, but but yeah, I, I hadn't gone this, I didn't haven't gotten this far since since then, uh, and because also remember like we basically started pretty much right after the show wrapped, right at the end, yeah, right like you know like because it was done and it was done in January, and then Kev sent me a thirst tweet, 
Um, <laughs> and then we were up and running. The famous thirst it, that summer. That's rad. Um, yeah. Has the, has there been stuff that you've like discovered rewatching it? Like I'm trying to think of something for Lois and Clark, and it's been over too much time, honestly. Yeah. Um, but like there there are definitely things that have stood out to me that I hadn't noticed before. Are there are there like little things that you didn't notice that they did, or like even ticks from the actors or something? Um. Yeah, you can tell when when they're really like when open a line or a certain scene is important. You can tell um, within the episodes. Yeah, I think that's always always interesting to watch. Um, you know, certain like certain characters, you remember them being like super cool throughout, but then you realize that it's like, well, actually, they've kind of been on a down like on a decline <laughs> for a little bit. Like like for like Detective Lance, for example. Yeah, it's like well documented. <laughs> it's like, dang, bro, like <laughs> like you were like a like an A level player in this and then now you're just kinda they're they're struggling to find stuff for you to do. That is um, that he is a great one where it's just like first he's the cop that it's up against the arrow and then by the yeah. end it's like, oh I'm your chief of staff and you know like, uh-huh. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh well cool. I, I fucking love your show. I I'm I'm Appreciate forever it just kind of jealous of how you guys decided like we're, we're gonna cover this the way we want to cover it we're gonna cut out all the fat <laughs> and i've said this before but it's just it makes for such an enjoyable listen especially like if you know the show and you don't need the like beat by beat of it mm-hmm. it's excellent um as of this recording i recently listened to your invasion crossover episode and like it just made me so excited for for coming invasions and crises oh yeah and, and like, like oh fuck because well, the next next season is is the big one it's the, it's the apex is it's, is the best dc movie of all time crisis on yeah, earth x arguably yeah yeah yeah, it was cruel. yeah I'll, I'll be a little hyperbolic there but yeah, oh yeah, yeah but it's we might have to do some sort of a ranking on that like but because it's like i can't wait to get there because that was the arrowverse at its absolute peak and right is there. That, that was the what, one Sorry, go ahead. Because that, that was when they were firing on all cylinders, and like everybody was fully in. It, it was like everybody embraced what was going on. Nobody yep. was burnt out yet. I think no. it happened after this. I think that's when it happened. Uh, the the results of that, the fatigue of that, is what is what settled is what started the decline. Yes. I think. I but think at that moment, though, I think that's when they were. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, this is we love this shit. This is what mm-hmm. we, this is what we do." And is that the the movie that came out like two weeks after Justice League came out? Um, Movie. Crossover. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been. I think it was that year. Oh my god. So I just remember being like, yeah, Justice League was cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then you see Crisis on Earth X. It's so like, much better. I know. This is my jam. Like, this yeah. is actually what I live for. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we're both about to be covering Arrowverse shows. Yep. Uh, with the coming of always hold on to legends of DC, nah, I'll get it. By the time we start recording, I'll get it. But always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I don't know what our, you know. The whole point of that show is that we're letting the fates guide us through that <laughs> series, you know. But the actual fates that show up. In, I, I know that's it's perfect. Um, but I would love to find an excuse to do a crossover episode with you guys. At oh, some point. there's. I already know which one we 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 have to do. Please. Starling City 2049. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Would love to have you on whenever the we'll dice cover it. throw that we'll, up. Yeah, um, we're going to cover it, but like we, we would love to come on yours. And, oh, and, please. And, and let's do that. Yep. Whatever, whatever we need to do feed-wise to make that happen, <laughs> we will make that happen. 
Um, but then, yeah, like, I, I feel like at some point we've all got to kind of end with a finale of, of some kind or whatever. But I, I'm sure we can find cr- other little crossovers here and there to mm-hmm. to do that. But um, but yeah, we will we will be hearing from you there, I am sure, at some point. Yeah. So can't wait to. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you again for joining me. Thank you yeah. for for joining me. And, and being a, a big part of this podcast at, for that time that I've known you, while we've been <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a blast. But truly, you're, you're, you're I'm, I'm not gonna do this. You rock. I, I'm getting so sentimental at the end of all of these episodes. I fucking hate. It. I get this lump in my throat. It's all good, man. Just because this dumb little hobby has given me beautiful things in my life, like yep. actual genuine friends, and, that, and that's that's what it's about, man. You were, yeah. You were among them, sir. So thank you. Um, With all that said, and before I start getting choked up, (laughs) for Lois and Clark, I've been Matt Truex. I'm Lance Laster. Fuck off, everybody. We'll see you next time. Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis. Oh my god, it really is starting to get to it's so dumb. <laughs>